KGMI Morning News Extra. We are on day four of the United Auto Workers strike. They're striking at three, the big three major plants. That would be GM, Ford, and Stellantis. Stellantis owns uh, Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep companies. And joining us now is CBS business analyst Jill Schlesinger with more on the UAW strike. So, Jill, we, we, we've heard a lot about union strikes, be it the uh, Writers Guild of America strike, uh, nursing uh, workers strike, and now the UAW strike. Why is this one in particular such a big deal? Well, I mean, the auto industry makes up about 3% of the nation's economy, and that's 150,000 people. When you talk about a lot of these other unions, they're much smaller membership bases. So I think that the, the critical factor where we have to focus immediately is not so much on the 150,000 workers, because they're not all on strike. But this is a targeted strike. So we're going to focus on the communities where those folks are striking. So there's about 13,000 members who are striking right now. And, you know, I think in those communities, there could be a real economic impact. You know, think about it. If I was making $1,200 a week and now I'm making $500 a week because I'm on strike, I'm probably not going to uh, go quickly to get my hair cut again. I may delay buying my kids some new cleats for the soccer season. I'm probably not going to go to the dining and have lunch with my buddies and my pals. So in you think about that, you could see that there could be a community-based economic impact. However, if this spreads out, if we see that more workers are involved and the strike persists beyond days and we go into weeks or, gosh, maybe even months, that's where the U.S. economy could feel the brunt of it. You know, uh, I spoke to an economist who said that if we saw every one of these workers to go on strike through the end of October, we would shave off about two-tenths of one percent of growth. Um, now, two-tenths of one percent sounds like a little, but we're only growing by about two percent. So that would actually make a real difference in the U.S. economy. Oh, yikes. Okay. And of course, that would also have an effect. This The strike obviously has an effect on car production. That means cars are about to get a little pricier on that end at some point, right? Right. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know for how, like, how long they have to go on strike before we start seeing a real price increase. Um, I think that obviously if you're looking at new and used Ford or GM or Chrysler, Dodge, Fiat, uh, Jeep, all those, yeah. I mean, I think that as their inventories wind down, there could be a, pri- a price pop. But also, I'm kind of interested in looking at the folks who supply auto parts. You know, we had so many disruptions because of the pandemic. And those disruptions appear to be behind us. But, you know, if you're the headlight making company and all of a sudden you don't have the big three ordering headlights from you, you would that might stand to reason you have to lay off some of your own people, in which case that's really bad news for all auto parts suppliers. So, I mean, I just think this is all about the timing, when this actually happens, how long this lasts and whether or not they get to an agreement. You know, listen. I see both sides of it. I totally get it. The workers are saying, hey, 2019, last contract. Guess what? We This is before inflation surged. We need to make up some lost ground. So they, they will get a pay increase. From the uh, big threes point of view, what they're saying is we, we're happy to give you uh, a pay increase to match inflation. We're a little less clear about how many of you we're really going to need in the future because the advent of EVs means that the nature of our workforce is changing, but we don't know how. So nobody wants to really give in a big way. Um, I guess always as as 
ask any divorce lawyer what a good negotiation is. They'll say when both sides are dissatisfied. So I presume that's where it will end up. Oh, boy. And pay is not the only issue impacting these workers, right? They're, they're, uh, they're bargaining for uh, something that I think a lot of companies are taking note of uh, in this environment post-pandemic. Yeah, I mean, they're looking for a 32-hour work week um, and with 40-hour pay. You know, everyone's like, oh, 32 hours, no problem. But yeah, but they want to make it, uh, they want to earn the money based on a 40-hour work week. And what the what the union is saying is, look, this is really to compensate people for overtime um, and to also um, kind of help people stay in this job longer, which is better for the company. They don't want to see big turnover. They're also looking for the restoration of traditional pension plans and cost of living raises. Um, I don't think that they're going to necessarily get everything, but they'll get some of it. And again, that will be a good negotiation. By the way, just I know that for a lot of people, you hear about the writer's strike, you hear this, you hear UPS, and you think, wow, the union membership, the, the unions, they're, they're coming back strong. They're really not. Union membership is still on a downtrend. Um, back in, 2020, in uh, 1983, private sector, 17% of people were in unions in 1983, and today it's just 6%. Huh. How about those numbers, folks? Chew on that while you're munching on your breakfast. CBS business analyst Jill Schlesinger with the latest on the UAW strike. Jill, thank you so much. Take care.